I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, hey, I'm half Scottish. We've got a Scottish person on. I'm excited. What, because you're half Scottish? Yeah, because I'm half Scottish. Half my blood is becoming a whole person's blood today. What? That's how it works, isn't it? What, do you have a thing against Scottish people? Not at all. I went to Edinburgh. Oh, you did get Edinburgh. That's and actually, why... I got some Scottish blood in me. And you, that's why you have so much in common with today's guest. Well, we both went to Edinburgh University. Ah, Mr. Ian Sterling, the voice of Love Island, the comedian himself, is on the podcast today. Very exciting. Woo! All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the episode. Remember to comment, Ian subscribe. Ian Sterling, ladies and gentlemen... Subscribe to the podcast, write a comment. Uh, remember to check out our WhatsApp, which is very exciting. And Mr. Sterling. Mr. Sterling is on the episode. Ian Sterling. Enjoy. Here we go. Enjoy. Got a weird uh, like, I thing in my nose at the moment. I feel like I'm nasally, but I don't. Is that the, that cocaine drip? Nose. <laughs> <that you've got? laughs> no, First, I wouldn't Isn't know it? what wouldn't know what that felt like. Secondly, I that's what you. No, I obviously don't have a whatever you call a cocaine drip at the back of my throat. I don't have that at all. Not not, not no. Today. Once I remember I was in I was in Bolivia once and I went. <laughs> yeah, the shit that goes. How did on. that? Why did that <laughs> remind you of Bolivia? I wonder. No, 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 I was getting a cocaine drip in Bolivia. No, I just I was. No, you didn't get one in Bolivia. No, I didn't get one in Bolivia. Never. So dealer rule: never take your own supply. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I was in. You just bought it there and brought it back just, here. <laughs> no, you, you can't get a drip if you put it up your bum. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I went to Bolivia to La Paz. Firstly, if you've ever been to La Paz, it was it was the most intense place because you uh, you firstly can't breathe. It's like you forget how to breathe because all uh, that cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> just, you can't, you're too busy like just telling everyone about your childhood. <laughs> oh yeah, go on. <laughs> Shaking your legs so fast, <laughs> your heart racing, you can't catch your breath. It's like this is it's high altitude. Like, <laughs> mate, you're in the swimming pool, we've not even gone up yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was it was at the high altitude and um I actually got I got out of the car once and we had to push this car up a hill, which is even worse. But we went into the jungle and they we were told to eat these cocoa leaves and we ate I these. mean this this story sounds like a man that's <laughs> off his <laughs> nut. <laughs> We're pushing this car and we, we got out in the forest and we're eating these leaves. Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and solid details of our lives. Joining us today, well he's in the room right now, Ian Sterling! Hi everyone. 
Hi. Hi, Ian. How you doing? I'm good. Old, old, uh, old Edinburgh. Friend. Well, he, he went to my alma mater. Yeah, we're both alumni. Yeah, alum, alumnus. Alumnus. Alumni? Yeah, alumni. Alumni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean you're You've got alumni. an accent where I automatically trust that you know words better than me. Well, so when that's I probably alumni, true, yeah. It probably is yeah. true. No, I feel like that's not true because I feel like you have to pronounce your words more. No, no, but no, actually, <laughs> isn't that but, right? But you, but you studied law, right? I studied law, so you probably know way more words than I do. I know, yeah, I know l- law, law words, law words. But wait, jurisprudence, ha- jurisprudence, habeas corpus, habeas corpus, mens rea, mens rea. What is that rea for? Mens rea is intent, which you need to commit a murder. Mens rea. You need. You need mea a- culpa. Mea culpa. What the fuck? I don't. What are, is this? What you learn in law? That's like Greek. It's Latin. It? It's Latin. But you don't have to say that in the court, do you? Yeah, because that's the term for it. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. What happens if you've had like a you, you're hungover and you're in court and you go, oh, what's that word? Meus corpus. What is if you can't remember what you're saying? For the person will go to prison, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you won't be a lawyer for very long. You'll be sacked. Probably be some. But ironically, you'll end up back in court as the accused. Weirdly though, weirdly so, though, I've I've never come across a Scottish lawyer. <laughs> do, what? Do, do you know what I mean? It's like a rare. Well, it's because Scottish law and English law are different. They are, yeah, they are, and and you have to do a new set of law exams if you're doing it here. Or if you wanted to go up to Scotland. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You have to learn the Scottish bar. No, but what I mean that if you if you were gonna if if like twelve angry men, right? So what you're saying is you've never watched a film I've never watched a film in which a, a lo- Scottish actor has played a lawyer. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Because if I was watching a film and it was like tw- the remake of 12 Angry Men or something like um, pff, Runaway Jury <laughs> or what's another law? If they started speaking, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, there you go. If they started speaking in, in Scottish, I'd be like, oh, that's a strange twist to the tale. Wouldn't you think Does that? Does One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest have any law in it? They're in a psychiatric ward. Oh, yeah, I was thinking um, <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Oh, right, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> I was like, where... I was thinking, where was the, where was the courtroom the is, scene I've in? I've never done that thing where I knew I'd said something wrong because you were trying to be polite, but I could see from your face, you were like, that is definitely wrong. And then, But because you were being polite, you thought, oh, maybe if I think about it, I'll think of a context. Like, when was the court scene? <laughs> <laughs> Clock them. But wait, so you were which which building were you in? The you were in the, main, the law the school, old, the, the, the old the old building. So the, I lived on Chambers Street. Oh, did you? So like right Chambers up, so, Street. I had some philosophy lectures in the in the law. Oh, like jurisprudence ones, probably yeah. that sort of vibe. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I lived right opposite the uh, Scottish Museum. Lovely. In the top, in that top, like I don't know, maybe you probably won't remember it. Unless you've got a photograph of memory. I know, well, my mum also worked in the law school, so, so I know So, like, right at the end, like, above Vodka Revolutions, there's that big, like, dome on the, on the yeah. corner. And I yeah. was in that, do- in that dome. What, lived in it? I lived in the dome. It was like a, it was like a lived loft, in the dome? loft kind of apartment. But I, that building, I thought that was for, like... No, it's... there's a doc- really there's, wicked there's, people. There, it used to be a, den- like a, a, a dentist, like, years in, like, this sort of... You must be the only student ever to have lived in that flat. Uh, that I, flat must be, like... 
high flying like I thought it was at the time I was like oh this is, I've probably got a nice flat but, were, you, uh, were you like hey um, I had a swing I, in the living room because like hanging from the you had a like, sex beams. swing in the living room the sex swing well it's, people asked me if it was a sex swing but it was actually just a swing and you know the restaurant <laughs> what was it made you of you know the restaurant at the top of the Scottish Museum yeah that's that, yeah yeah so I would swing my, my, I would swing like <laughs> in, my bo- in my boxes like swing looking at all the people eating in this really fancy restaurant <laughs> waving them yeah yeah. Do, yeah. You to, do you used to get in your swing and then you go hey and they'll go come up and you'll be in your swing swinging back and forth like naked, naked yeah. masturbating with the masturbating with a butt plug in yeah <laughs> actually <laughs> where did the butt plug come uh, yeah, it Jamie did, just actually, invented a butt actually, plug out of nowhere <laughs> no there was no butt plug there was no, no butt this plug is not, this is not Leeds in your day but in so you went but you did you went to university studied law but then how what happened from going, studying law to then becoming a comedian how did that kind of process happen I at Edinburgh, you might know this, there's a thing called the Edinburgh Improverts. So this is the thing, I was I nearly joined the Improverts. I tried to join the Improverts. Yeah. Wait, 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 what is the uh, Improverts? Improvised like comedy improv- troupe. I did some plays at um, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bedlam. Bedlam Theatre, yeah. I did some yeah. plays at Bedlam. And then I very, basically, I very nearly, in fact, so I very nearly did my first stand-up gig when I was at Edinburgh. Yeah, and then I and I and I actually I think I even called the guy and like booked myself in, and then like I think I like chicken out or something. I I I, I felt like I was like, I didn't want to because I, yeah, it was you were a, busy in your swing and yeah yeah. It was a but hang on, so how do you with, with improvised comedy? I feel like we'd be very good at improvised comedy. How? What are the tips that you do when you? Well, do there's improvise? loads of rules. Did you go to yeah. any of the classes? Uh, I did. Went. I went to like the introductory one. Yeah. Where they try so and they done one every Sunday, which you could just go to, which is a mixture of really cool people and then people that needed therapy. <laughs> yeah. But people. So people were cool who went to. Everyone was pretty. That bedroom theatre place was pretty cool. Arty types. I didn't feel. Like it was I, all very arty. Yeah. I didn't feel like I fitted in very much because I'd show up in like a tracksuit like having been at football and everyone else was sort yeah. of like from the south of England and you know vegetarian <laughs> and it's right what, next to this vegetarian to well I don't know if it's still there that yeah. vegetarian place what was it called that one right next to Bedlam the, the the, um, the Francis was... really wants to know the geography of no no the, the, there's a vegetarian it's not there anymore I think we went to, went there and it was something else but it's it a, fal- like, a falafel yeah, place yeah a falafel now. place yeah, yeah. it's really lovely I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. it was a, the, and then, so that's a Sunday. And then what they do, they do well at those classes. You go three times a week. So it's like a Tuesday, Thursday and a Sunday. Wait, hang on. So you were doing improvised comedy three times a week? Yeah, for like an hour a night. You know what I mean? I was a student. It was an hour a time. It wasn't But you mad. thought, because you were like, right, I want to go and do improvised comedy. I wanted comedy. to I get into that. It was second year uni and I wanted to get into the show. And then the mm. show would be every Friday night. And I was like, I want to be in this show so bad. Yeah, I went to a lot of the improvised shows. I went all the yeah. time. They were great. Like 11 o'clock at night in this old abandoned church and they just done improvised yeah. comedy. Wait, so when did you leave Edinburgh? 2009. Oh, so you were there for two years when I was there? Yeah. So we, we wait. So we we maybe we were maybe we lovers. Maybe we were lovers. Maybe we shared a beer or something. Shared, shared, a, shared beer. a beer. You probably waved it in when you were in your swing. That's yeah. what you'd have done. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like our paths might not have crossed. I don't maybe. feel like we kept the same Did social you see, circles. So I I I wrote, I wrote and uh, and starred in this play at Bedlam. Like yeah. my first, you know, freshest plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, did you go to any of those freshest plays? No, because that's what I mean. I feel like the. The improvised comedy thing was weird because I had no previous or interest really in the theatre. I just wanted to do the comedy mm. thing. So everyone else had this theatre background and they all went to sort of like drama schools 
when they were at school and yeah. Amdram stuff and all that. I had none of that. Yeah. So I didn't. No, me neither did I. In fact, really, I did like one play or something when I was at school, but then I did the, the I wrote and uh, started this play about, it was actually really, really bad when I think back to it. It was about, it was all about, it was all so about, you wrote and starred in it. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I, anyone else and I cast it and it was all about an, an incestuous Alabama, a family from Alabama. And like, did and you like, do the accent? And like, Please tell me. Yeah, the yeah, accent. yeah, I did. Uh, oh, yeah. I did do the, the accent. accent. Uh, wait, no, it was like uh, uh, I can't remember. So let me tr- let me try and play out the, the plot. But basically, so it was a family that you didn't know that they were a family at first. So the punchline was like each re- like realizing that the people who are like hooking up with each other. So the punchline was like, wait, the punchline was like, he's fucking his yeah, sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I've, but, never, I've never been to like the comedy store and been like, well, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fucking my dad yeah, the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually, it was, it was actually quite funny, but the, but the, but, but we had a lot of walkouts. I think there was, because they, the, the Christian, um, uh, the, there's, you know, this sort of Christian society came yeah. to the Freshers play and yeah, they, 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 They'll be and, into that. And they Ooh. like walked out uh, halfway but through. What, what, Everyone else was Well, technically though, we're all we're all the children of God. So mm. we're all technically fucking our brothers and sisters. That's exactly it, man. Mm. But also did you do did you <laughs> Did he said you? that he said yes to that yeah. too quickly. Jamie so yeah, at the point he wanted to make him. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But I reckon you would have been an odd kid in a good way. You would have been like a cool odd kid. That's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Because any, and I go, yeah, I was odd, and anything I say will sound like the most mundane. Wait, but, thing okay, that ever but explain, you know, hey, it's a young Ian Sterling. He's good looking, he's charming, he's funny, he plays football, he wears tracksuits. I think I was he's quite ready quiet. for life. I was quite quiet. You were quiet? Very quiet. Oh, quiet. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was liking the choir. <laughs> so you were like a quiet kid? Quiet kid, yeah. Kept myself to myself for like young years. Okay, what? And you had imaginary friends? I'm trying to think. Not imaginary friends. I've got this weird thing. I don't know if you guys have it where... Do you see, like, pri- it's, you see primary school? Mm. Uh-huh. Like, same in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like but you're talking about Russia. I don't remember, Russia. like, anything from primary... Like, I nothing, don't, yeah. Nothing. Well, I, I get all these people that know, like, such weirdly intricate specific details. details. No. I couldn't even tell you the name of a teacher. D- no, I can I, remember I, everything. I, I, I knew I knew you would. I, I can remember everything. Can you, you not? I no, don't. I can't. And, and, and like, I, I, like, honestly, I, to, I worry I about it. I hang out with people who I went to school with to kind of be reminded of certain facts because I, I and I, but I I also went to like fourteen different schools growing up, so I went to like lots of different schools. Yeah, but so so they're all a bit of a blur. I can remember points. But wait, hang on. So then when you but were honestly, speaking, I I do worry about that. Like honestly, not a thing. I remember I buying something from my old primary school, and they were like. Do you remember um, our pr- like we we go up to primary seven and go to secondary school? Mm. So about ten, something like nine, ten, eleven. And then you go to university straight away, straight away, like straight when you're sixteen or something. Well, I did get into university at sixteen, but no. wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, you don't go to university at sixteen. I got yeah. Well, I started school when I was four. So you, so, so did you're, I. So you're, I started when you start nursery when no, you're no, four. So you're so you're so you're basically my age, but you were then two years above me. No, it's thirty-two. I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. One. That's right. That's yeah. You're just born added in 19- on. I wanted you to s- sound cooler. Nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. Me, me yeah. too. So hey, me too. Well, you actually. Yeah, I'm nineteen eighty-eight. Hey, the year of the dragon. Third November, nineteen eighty-eight. Booyah. Second of twenty-seventh of January, nineteen eighty-eight. Booyah. 
Fuck, we're October. basically the same age. We're basically the same person. Oh my god! Just and I'm half socioeconomic. Scottish. Are you? We're all connected. I'm half Scottish. Ian, you're Scottish. Francis, you went to Edinburgh. We're all born in the same year. What else? We're doing a podcast together. <laughs> That's yeah. it. We're all connected in this that way. This is going good guns. But tell me, so you were so you were kind of a, kept yourself to yourself. Yeah. And then when was the point where you realised that you were kind of entertaining and were funny? Because surely you had that funny bone within you. I always wonder this. I don't know. I didn't do stand-up because I thought I was funny. I'd done it because I liked it. Mm. You know? I didn't... That's such a weird way because no, no one ever does it that way around. Surely. I think a lot of comics... You must meet some comedians. They're not, a lot of them aren't naturally the funniest people in the world. What are you saying about your buddies? You don't think they're funny? Some of them are... It's like there's too much social anxiety in one mm. room. You ever been yeah. in a room with just comedians? Yeah, like this there's a right lot of, now a lot of therapy. I know, hundred percent right now. We are hundred percent of us are comedians. But then you're also. I feel like you're quite a balanced person. So I feel like also what happens is, especially when you start doing stand up, there's the people that think they're funny and just do it because they think it's fun. They stop doing stand up because stand up's actually quite a oh, laborious, yeah. lonely, hard thing to do. Yeah. And it's the people that need. To, I just clearly bumped into the microphone now. And I can only oh, apologise. Right. Hey, that, well, hey, look, whatever. Did you slap the microphone? <laughs> I just hit it. Yeah, you teach that. No, I was just trying to make you feel comfortable. Don't worry. No, about I it. feel great. So, but then it's the people that need to do it. Yeah. That have to do stand up. Who will then die on their arse in Newcastle for thirty quid, and then have to go all the way back up to Scotland on like the sleeper train mm. or the bus or whatever. Those people that keep on doing stand up. Well, we were talking about this like from your first gig because I so my first gig went so like amazingly well and like, the, the audience was so supportive of like it where, being, where what were you I think? did the ca- Camden Head oh lovely yeah, what a great, great gig great gig and, and I was like so pumped afterwards and then the very next day I had another gig at um uh, two North Down you're like that's is a it, hard and, room. and that's a hard and I so I went from like this super high uh high point to then, to then suddenly it was like a new material night with like eleven people in the in that massive room, which is quite good for a midweek new yeah, material yeah, night yeah, in yeah, London. It, it was good, and, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> this <laughs> is not. When you walked on stage, you were like, "This is not my demographic." No, no, it wasn't when I walked on stage because everything had gone so well the night before. But like, uh, but I also had um, it was it was it was a, I did five minutes the first time, and then and then uh, I, this was a I didn't realize when I turned up that it actually was ten minutes, which is uh, massive, which is a massive leap in terms of like you know when you've when you've kind of really tried to refine that five minutes yeah. to get a tick also because it's so easy to go over under. Anyway, so and then I got to, to uh, so I got to, to like my second joke and like no one laughed and I was just like what the because obviously it's so misleading like when you, you say to the audience why aren't you laughing no, no, I just went on I just got I just carried on but uh, it was you, sometimes you find yourself doing that it's worse at Edinburgh Fringe Festival where you're in the same room at the same time yeah every day for a month because one day you it's killing but the next day you're dying and you're like I've done the same joke yeah exactly 24 so hours ago in the same room to laughter and now you're all looking so, at me like I've just pissed in my sister's car <laughs> well that's the thing like I, I, I think I think it, it, it what it did do in that, that period of those period of gigs after I started it kind of gave me a lot of feedback and I realised actually I need to just rewrite loads of stuff yeah. ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Yeah. And but interesting, do you ever, do, when you're doing your jokes, do you ever get to that point like where you're in a dinner party? You know when you're at a dinner party and you have the table and you're telling a joke and you're telling a story and you're realising as you're telling the story it's not going to be funny, but you have to push on through? My, I've, do you ever have those moments? I hate that. Do you know that bit in a dinner party where you're telling a story and then you, know. you get to the end and then people are doing the nod? Mm. Like, <laughs> and then what? Yeah, 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 you're yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> um, so, so you make us go, and then I shot everyone. I, you're yeah. literally, and then I... You're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> got my dick out of <laughs> I just hate that and that's basically when you want to backflip out the window because you need horrible. any escape there's nothing yeah. worse than I wouldn't even say an audience a probably scary an audience that hate mm. or like drunk or aggressive or whatever but there's nothing worse than an audience that's just like that, that are almost like you like there's sometimes where you're like they're, they're sort of laughing but you're like are they laughing with me or oh, they... you, I've, on, I've had days and it's like a, sounds like such a cliche I have had days where I am doing a gag and then it's going that badly I've started like, in my head going like is my like is my dick yeah. out yeah. <laughs> like have I got shit on my face like, and I can feel myself like, doing something like, like playing yeah. with my fly like yeah no, no. and I'm like just doing it's so mad and then when you do stand up for so long and especially if you're doing like a, a, a show that you've maybe like an hour show that you've done a load of times and you know it really well then your brain just drifts you're off you're going like to sort of robotic oh, I really need to think maybe I should pick up now and do my car tax I actually I actually I actually had that once I've told you this before Francis I was at, a, at my friend's place in Greece and um, <laughs> and I was sitting around a big round table like this and I was talking to his you've been in Greece Bolivia yeah, yeah. and your uh, personal uh, indoor pool yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. far in this podcast and I pee in cups is that <laughs> <laughs> my life has been wicked but I um, was with my friend in Greece and we were sitting around this big table and I was talking to his younger brother and his stepmom was also sitting next to me and I was wearing 
wearing swimming trunks. And I was talking and I was like being, ha ha, and I was, must be about 14 years old. I was laughing at them, all these kind of things. That was a long time. Anyway, I looked down and I had a hole in my swimming trunks and my penis was hanging out through my swimming trunks. And still to this day, I have no idea how long my cock was hanging out Because it's not like you say to someone when they got food in their teeth, that's fucking embarrassing. You can't go, sorry, mate, you got food in your teeth. My cock was out. You can't just go, I, I realized, by the way, Jamie, your cock's out. <laughs> I realised actually that I'd been walking around like my when I was, I was at school. This is almost like a nightmare, right? Like I, I, I'd gone to the and I and I hadn't realised, but my my willy was just hanging out of my my trousers, and I and I, so I suddenly felt like oh, you so two are the clumsiest men with your genitals I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I had that thing where I was talking at primary school. This is one of my memories I do remember. See one, the ones one, you haven't suppressed. Once I got stung by a bee during rounders. I remember uh, that it's rounders. Like, yeah, do you ever do you call it rounders? Yeah, isn't that a girl sport? Rounders. I played rounders. But we were all rounders. seven. All oh, right, right, right. So what happened when you got stung? By oh, a bee? I just got taken to the. But I was about to do the vet because I was thinking, <laughs> because I was thinking bee, which is an animal. I got taken to the nurse. Do you remember that? Did you have like a, the nurse's room in my school was one of the yeah. scariest places. I'm starting to remember. I've forgotten yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. coming back. Coming Don't back. worry, we're unlocking everything for you, my friend. And what was the other thing that you remember from school? So I was, sat, I was stood, I was talking to three girls. I remember they all sat down cross-legged and then I, a boy in my class called Darren came up behind me and done the trousers down uh, thing but he I don't think he meant to but he caught the end of my boxer shorts <laughs> but I remember the girls were sat cross-legged so they were like <laughs> eye line right on my like six like eight year old cock and I remember I just went into the um, I went I was in my went I went to, to my vet. class I went back to the vet <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the vet and I went, well, there's something horrible between my legs. What is this? Get rid of it. <laughs> so anyway, she put this massive collar on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember. I'm like, not finished the story. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So. Mm -hmm. I'm in the classroom and I start crying in the classroom on my own because girls have seen my penis. Mm -hmm. This is... And you're eight years old, you know. That, as an eight-year-old boy, that's the worst person that can see your penis. It's the worst yeah. thing in the world, yeah. No, they just were, no, they like, were just Ew. like... That, that, so the teacher came in and I said, <laughs> showed my penis to some girls, and he said, were they hot? <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> Her! I'm getting the head teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So then... He, I think he meant well, took me to the head teacher, who was a attractive older woman. <laughs> to me, she must have been like probably in her 30s, but to me, she was like 108. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, tell her what happened. And then that, that's when I worked out as a kid, the only worst thing than having your penis exposed to women your own <laughs> age is to tell an older lady. Yeah. That someone got your penis out in front of people. So I'm like that. crying. And the teacher's like, sorry, you're gonna have to say that again. I'm like, no, my penis was uh. <laughs> I'm starting to remember why I don't really remember much yeah. of primary school. So we went to like nursery school, then we went to pre prep, which was like from ages of like four to eight. And you then got held back in pre prep, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't get held, held you? back. I thought you got held no, back. No, I didn't get held back in pre prep. And then you get held back in pre prep. No, I didn't get held back in pre prep. 
I would never what, be held back. Just a, an extra year to make. No, I didn't an do an extra year. Third November couldn't be held back. Um, but then I they tried. <laughs> then I went to prep school. Which... Mom, your mum tried to like hold <laughs> you. Just, come on, just a few more weeks. <laughs> a few more weeks, and you can get an extra year at prep school. How long? You're gonna need it. How long? How long was the buff? About a month. <laughs> About a month, we just fell. We just wanted them to go to uni when he was twenty-one. I, I but I did. I then I prep schools from eight to thirteen. Then public school was from thirteen. But it's true. I was always so jealous of the guys who were born in like August or beginning of September because they would have the ability to take redo the year if they wanted to. Not that I thought I wouldn't be able to do it, but I was jealous of it. Um, That's what you were jealous of. Yeah, really jealous of it. You wanted to redo a year of school. Yeah, and uh, I, I just didn't get on board with mm. school at all. Nor did I, man. Have I you really got any friends from your school that you're still friends with? Not, not really close One. friends. No. One. Fred. Fred. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because you None. were showing your penis to people at school. I was like that weird Scottish kid. <laughs> you, you were showing them in your inflatable igloo, <laughs> wherever the fuck you were. Surely he was at a Scottish school. And, ho- and on holiday in Chile. Where just any, anywhere that people that weren't you were around, old deck would come out. Uh, right, and on that note, we um, like to do in the podcast is we like to do a little bit of a diary. So I'm going to read you my oh, diary. Yes, I like oh, yes. <clears throat> Wednesday. Spring is around the corner and I'm excited. I can smell it. I can feel it. It's got a way to go though, so... Like a gust of wind hitting your face as you turn a corner, I'm surprised but ready for it. I think spring might have, be, have to be one of my favourite times of years. The bluebells bloom. Favourite times of years. <laughs> my favourite times of years are um, 1988, <laughs> 1993, and spring. <laughs> the bluebells bloom and the trees transform to gorgeous green. That's right. You, sorry, did you pause? Yeah, it wasn't laughter. It's just for appreciation of my English language. Gorgeous green, <clears throat> and 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 bluebells bloom. You like the alliteration? I think everyone says that. Okay, well, I made it. <laughs> Is that not a thing? Yeah, the bluebells, well, bloom. bluebells blooming. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, you can start to have picnics outside and run freely through the woods without worrying about getting wet. But this year, I'm more excited because I'm going back to get my blades out. Yes, I'm talking about my rollerblades. I remember back in the day when I rollerbladed about town without a care in the world. I put my when knee pads. Well, well you, I'll get to it. I would put my knee pads on, my elbow pads on too, and say fuck no to the helmet. Only losers wore helmets. Then go to the cupboard and retrieve my no fear blades, thinking, knowing that I was the baddest motherfucking ten year old on town, in town. Which I probably was. So I'm going to bring my blades out again. Not my 10-year-old ones, because they probably won't fit, but some brand new ones. If you're not living on the edge, you're not living at all. That was written on my No Fear box. <coughs> that was written on my No Fear box. And how loudly that rings true in my head. I haven't been living on the edge for a while, so it's time to start. Springer's around the corner. I'm going to get the old gang back together again and take Hyde Park by storm. No one will be able to stop us. No one will know what's hit them. Spring may be around the corner, but more excitingly, the rollerblade boys are back in town and the streets better be ready for us. Who, yeah. Who are your friends? Who's your ro- rollerblading gang? Me, Ollie, Charlie, Tom, Ian Sterling. Pretty. I've just started skateboarding again. Yeah, I, You I, started what? I've just started skateboarding again. You haven't? Genuinely in the last like two months. What, like, like an actual skateboard or like a, a, a snakeboard? No, no, like a proper skateboard, skateboard, like to do tricks and stuff. 
And what I go to a skate park. I landed a kickflip for the first time yesterday yeah. in about 15 years. Hang on, be honest. So you went to a skate park with your skateboard? I've been three times. Which one? This week. There's one near where I live, northwest London. Yeah. And it's it's amazing because... We should go skating. Do you skate? Yeah, you, yeah. We should totally yeah, do yeah, it. Nice. Joel Domit does it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well I'm this. getting him back. We filmed a Jamie, TV show. Do you want to come on your rollerblades? You come on your rollerblades. <laughs> when you come on your blades. <laughs> And everyone will go, who, no, who, who brought your mom? <laughs> I, I just want to see the image of, I just want to see, like, I want to be a fly on the wall where I see, like, these three kids sitting there going, is that Joel Domit, Ian Sterling, and Francis Ball skating on the ramps? Bad, bad. Not on the ramps. Sort of like, a, on the eighth up the way of a ramp. Yeah. It's really can hard. Drop, can you drop in? I know. I was going to come up with some elaborate excuse. No. <laughs> yeah, well, you can learn. <laughs> Wait, what is, what is it explained to all the non-skaders out there what dropping is? Dropping is where you basically go on, you stand, stand in the edge of a half pipe or vert ramp. Yeah. And you just basically you slam your front foot down so that, but, so that then all the wheels are on the ramp. And then you roll down the... Go but down because the, the start of the ramp is like 90 degrees, yeah. even if it's not high, it's really scary because when your wheels go down, obviously they just go... They shoot straight down. So you basically have to go. It's like you're drop, when you're dropping into a wave, you have to like slam. You basically put all the your weight forward. So you, so it's like you're suddenly perpendicular with the ninety degree angle. I think we're going to get so much sponsorship now yeah. after that. Hey, any, so. any 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 skate any rollerblade brands, brands Supreme out there? are probably going to sponsor Supreme. Us apart from No Fear because they are for. Jose? No, they're not. Yeah. No fear's sick. Living on the edge. No if fear's not, lame. No, it's not. No fear. No fear. If you have fear, you've got you've got no fear. I remember I, seeing. I'm going to go up to someone in a no fear t-shirt at some point. Just yeah. <laughs> <So> go boom. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Pull a knife on them. <laughs> Give us your fucking wallet. I feel like that. <clears throat> you might have to stab them. <laughs> You're so brave. Yeah. You're so brave. And you, Go you've, on. You've clearly labelled. You clearly labelled yourself. I should have known. Uh, but but I just want to see in. I want you to get to the top of the ramp, and I want to see you doing that thing where before you drop in, <clears> where you're going on there, just going, "Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, I'm, oh, and I can't do it." And the four-year-old next to you just going to go and do it. Yeah, straight in. There. I find that whenever you go, I snowboard, but whenever you go snowboarding or skiing, and there's all the little kids from that area who are just, oh yeah, who are just <laughs> insane, flipping and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, like everything, and they like fall down and just like get back up like nothing's well, that's happened. The thing. When I was when I was skateboarding when I was younger, I was so much better like and and it's it's so like because you you just you're you are actually fearless at that age and you yeah. can you can just bounce off the ground also you smack it you can yeah. break an ankle yeah it doesn't I matter. broke an ankle and i was fine in three weeks yeah yeah, yeah. i went i went to bed about a week ago and woke up with like a horrific elbow yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have no idea what happened <laughs> like yeah. i have no idea what also why does that happen when you you go to bed that night you're literally like yeah i'm gonna take tomorrow with storm it's gonna be great here we go you fall asleep what happens in that six hours <laughs> what happens in that six hours of sleep when you wake up the next day and you go oh fuck life i'm just and then people really. are, people always go like oh you must have did you sleep funny i'm like yeah. well no because i was mm. i wasn't sleeping funny because i i was not uncomfortable like mm. i was so comfortable I lost consciousness <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for like eight hours. 
So I can't imagine I fell asleep with like my arm behind my back, like my girlfriend had me in like a hammer lock, and I'm like, <laughs> like passing out. I don't know what happened. You just get to the shit age where like, yeah, you look at something heavy, and the yeah. bottom of your back goes. Uh, right on that note, buddy, we got to have the question of the week. So Francis, yes. let's have the oh, yeah. question of the week. Bring it on. How did mm-hmm. they discover sucralose? Sucralose. The cough sweet. sweetener. The cough sweetener. No, the sweetener. <laughs> the sweetener, okay. Sucralose. The sweetener. You... It's what you put in like tea or coffee or things like yeah. that. Mm. Okay, Ian, as the guest, you get to go first. Why did they, how, when, what year did they invent? <laughs> India. <laughs> Spring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 1988. <laughs> when, That's... why did they, you probably said it again, Francis. I think you should probably say it again, Why, Francis. okay. How, how did That's, they... That was the one you were after. I couldn't find it. How did they discover sucralose? It's an interesting story. Go on, Ian. That's a I've, bit of a hint. I've got a, f- it's an interesting story. Interest. Interest. Yeah, the, the, the hint is an interesting. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, <laughs> in, I'm trying to break that word down. Hint. <laughs> it's an ingesting story. <laughs> ingesting. Oh! Wait, did, was that actually a clue with interesting? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a clue. That's why. <laughs> I'm actually giving you two clues now. Ingesting. Story. Ingesting. Ingesting. Was it? <gasps> I think. Okay, I've got it. As I, well. I think. It's in coffee. I think it was they were trying to make a lax a laxative, mm. and they put they were trying to make the laxative the the recipe is that what you say for yeah. medication yeah yeah the sort of the formula the formula that's the bless you <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy just say I've started doing that and it's the funniest thing when you say a word wrong and someone corrects you you just say bless you <laughs> they both just confused them they're like what what just yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. I was helping it's made me feel like an idiot. <laughs> It's the most fun you can have. It's great. <laughs> so they were making a thing for laxatives. They put it in a coffee to see if it worked. Mm. The person went, oh, this is sweet. And they didn't shit themselves. Yeah. So they realised that they'd made the... Okay, that's your guess. Yeah. I reckon <clears throat> they got the sucralose and they wanted to... Uh, they wanted to use it as a as a... As as a form of milk. No, that's not it. You gave me a weird look. That's not going to. Hey, be maybe it. that's throwing you off. No, you did not. Maybe throw I it. think that looks to throw you off. Okay. That's oh, I, right. I reckon what they're not a laxative, but they wanted mm. to use it. It was used as medication, mm-hmm. and they realised that it didn't actually work as medication, but it became a sweetener. But then that's just my answer. But you've just made it more general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's literally what yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah. You just said, hey, instead of the type of medicine, medicine. <laughs> hey, Ian. We should make Jamie answer first. I think. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Do you know what? I just like your answer, right? So I'm gonna. St- yeah, I go with Ian's answer as well. <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Uh, right, everyone. Please stick around for part two, where we're gonna have the answer to the question of the week, Francis Dari, and loads more of Ian. See you in part two. Loads more. Loads. Previously. Private parts. Coming out. That yeah. See you in part two. Coming out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 